And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and today is crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. We are three episodes away from the season four finale of Script to Screen. I know what you guys are thinking. It's a little crazy. The year isn't over, but yeah, the way I've always... uh, um, spoken about the show um, because of the influence, I guess, of television and and television series because I love TV series. Every 13 episodes of Script to Screen have uh, uh, approximately formulated a season of the show uh, because, uh, again, I'm I'm someone who loves change, who loves evolution, um, and, and always want to make the show bigger, bolder, um, and uh, relevant. So we are three episodes away from season four's finale, uh, with, with a, a season finale that's going to be so exciting. We're going to start teasing more about that um, uh, starting next week. We're going to start teasing what the season four finale is going to be. It's going to be a great episode. We've been looking so forward to this round table. Oop, I already teased a little bit. It is a round table episode. It's going to be great. Um, but... To talk more about what is to come in season five of this show, I can't do that alone because uh, season four introduced another new aspect of Script to Screen, which is a very special aspect to me, uh, a co-pilot, uh, a co-captain of this great uh, 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 ship, the USSR Script to Screen, if you will. So join me in welcoming the solo, Tuma Chewbacca, the one, the only, Hard solo. We oui, we oui, we oui, we. Oui. What's up, my chewy? <laughs> I think that's gonna be your thing. Now. Are, are we sticking to that? Yeah, now? I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited. I am three so episodes away, and that episode is gonna be like a lot of fun. It's. Uh, I'm gonna love it if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna have like a round square table, rectangle table, whatever. It's, it's, but gonna, it's gonna be gonna crazy. Be. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be a great discussion. We've got some special guests uh, lined up for. The round table, um, but that's only uh, to tease the end of season four. Yeah, um, season then- five. Whoo! That's whew. that's gonna be something. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, because we want to prep you for this, we start. We we really want to start talking about it. We want to prepare you guys for what's to come on season uh, in season five of the show. It is three weeks away. Now next week we're already introducing one great aspect of the show. Next week is gonna be the first episode of our spinoff series. Yep. Uh, which is called Script to Score. Um, uh, where Hadi and I had and I discussed discuss movie soundtracks exactly so it's an entire episode it's an entire hour focused solely on the scores of it could be multiple films it could be one specific film it could be a franchise uh, particularly maybe a film composer um but we're excited to share our love of film music with you guys 
So that that's next week. The following week is our season four finale, which is going to be a round table. Yeah. And then the beginning of the brand new chapter of Script to Screen. A very exciting chapter. Why so? Do you, want, do you want to share? Well, I think it's going to be double the fun. It will be double. Oh, <laughs> I see what you said. It'll, yeah. it'll be double the fun. Yeah. Script to screen will Two? have an even bigger meaning. Yes, we will have a prequel and a sequel and, yep, yep, and much yep. more. Uh, so uh, one aspect is the spinoff series, like I said. Yep. It's the script to score series, um, which is a side series of the show. But the others are going to be... Um, well, here it is. We're going to yeah. be on the on on the radio twice a week now. Yeah, you're uh, going to have starting in September. They're going to have to deal with us two times now. Yep, yep. It's double the fun. Um, uh, like you said, it's double the fun. Script to two screen, yep. literally. Um, so on Fridays, starting in September, on Fridays you will have the script to screen spotlight episode. Yep. Which are going to be episodes where we. Take one particular topic and talk about it. Uh, it could be a director. It could be a particular movie. They're more focused-driven episodes. It is still an hour with probably music focusing, relating heavily to relating that. to the topic. Um, and then on Saturdays, you're going to have the script-to-screen news hour yeah. where Had and I will literally be talking about film news. Uh, so we'll talk more about casting. We'll talk about rumors. We'll talk about uh, particular theories, uh, anything relating to the film industry, including, which is a, you know, a, a part of the new Saturday show that I love the most, we're going to be talking about the Lebanese box office. Yeah, that's going to be nice. So, so this will be very interesting yeah. for us. We're going to be tracking the Lebanese box office, discussing it, uh, whether we like the results, we don't like the results. Maybe push you guys to go watch some specific films. Specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. We've got a lot of other stuff also in store, but this stuff is, is on the long term. We don't want to talk about it right now. But all we want to say is we're here and we're not going away anytime soon. No, no, and it's been a very nice journey so far. It's yes. A trip in the galaxy. Far, far uh, away. Far, far away, close, close <laughs> by. No, no, but all jokes aside, it's been a really nice adventure so far. Uh, I like how the show has uh, become easier for us uh -huh, because absolutely. we started out as uh, kind we were kind of friends but not that close yeah. and the show brought us together and uh, we're very close uh, on and off air literally Han Solo and Chewbacca yeah and uh, I just want to say thank you for, for for everything and I'm very very happy and excited to see uh, where this is evolving and mm -hmm. this is headed because I believe that with our passion Great things uh, await us both. Yes. Screeners for life. Screeners for life. And you screeners will have plenty of surprises. Yes. Keep on listening to so us. So many more surprises. We're working on so many things and then I'm really, really pumped and excited. Yes. So speaking of new things, we don't have a movie of the week this week. No, not really. <laughs> we didn't feel like there were any films that were worth our time. So we decided to add a new segment on the show on the off chance that in the future we have no episodes where we don't have a movie of the week. So we're calling this segment From the Archives. Yes. Um, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be discussing a movie from the archives. So an older film that we recommend. And no, don't worry. The films that we're going to be talking about from the archives could be films that we did not like. True. Um, you know know, uh, both positive and negative have and deserve a conversation and deserve to be uh, talked about and discussed. Uh, for all you know, it could be a movie that I love that Hadi hated or vice, vice versa. versa yeah. um, so today's From the Archive is the creepy Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. What? Clarice. Clarice. 
some fava beans and some Chianti. Ooh. Wow, what, seriously, what, what a film. What, uh, what a performance. What, a, what performance is. Yeah, very true. By Hopkins and Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and the actor that played Buffalo Bill. Yeah, uh, Ted Levine, I think, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, who took on in the future much lighter and funnier roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, after taking on Buffalo uh, Bill, I think yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's one of the few movies that, I think one of the three movies that's won the Holy Five uh, Oscars, Academy yeah, Awards, yeah. Best Actor, Actress, Director, Screenplay, and Film. Uh, not a lot of films have done that. Not all. I mean, much deserved, though, because it's it's. Wow. it's it's genius. It's a genius film. It's it's so thrilling and it's scary without being scary. It's scary without the the cheap jump scares. Yeah, like that, it's it's more th- like it's a thriller. It's yeah. it's a, you're on the edge of your seat. There's suspense. But that also goes back to not only just the performances, but because of Jonathan Demme's yeah, direction. direction. I mean the camera movements and the way he he you know the mise en scène, his control of framing and composition and and all that stuff. I mean Jonathan Demme, well done, my friend. Very well played. Very well done. And. And the movie could have gone a completely different direction. Oh, it could have. Because uh, uh, initially he did not want Anthony Hopkins. He wanted Sean Connery. Ooh. And he didn't want uh, Jodie Foster. He wanted Michelle Pfeiffer. Because oh, that, that is very he true. had worked with her on a, a movie previously. Yeah. And they both declined it because they found the movie too... Uh, disturbing. Scary and, yeah. yeah, disturbing. And uh, we were left with the right and correct choices, yes, in my opinion. Yes, agreed. See, it's like the, the film gods were on his side. Yeah, somet- sometimes, you know, there's uh, some mistake, not mistakes, there, there's some decisions that are taken mm-hmm. by people and the whole puzzle falls into, into pieces, place. into Absolutely. place, and for the best. For uh, mm-hmm. And this is an example of, of where this happened. And it's such a good movie, and it's so well written, and as you said, so well directed. I used it in, in my art of film class a couple of semesters ago. Okay. For, uh, you know, when we were talking about the, uh, I believe we were talking about the, um, we were focusing on the editing element mm-hmm. because not only is the film shot beautifully and performed beautifully, but the edit is yeah. so genius. Absolutely. It's so genius. The pacing of the, the overall pacing of the film. Yeah is so unnerving in and of itself because you're on the edge of your seat because some scenes take their time and they're building and it's this like, okay, I'm very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, I think, what Jonathan Demme was aiming for was to make you uncomfortable and play on your fears without necessarily you realizing that that's what he was doing. Um, you know, and then not to mention the final sequence with Jodie Foster and Buffalo Bill in in the the night vision, you know, with the night vision, my Lord Almighty, is that scene intense? It is. It is crazy. It is cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's not cringeworthy, it, not in the negative way, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, cringeworthy because yeah. you're cringing because it's Cause so suspenseful. Exactly. And it, it is a bit violent as a film, but it's not over the top violence. It's not over the top gory, uh, like a lot of the things we see today. Yeah. It knows how to scare scare you with specific moments, with specific discoveries mm-hmm. in the movie, and. Again, the, the the whole process of the movie coming together where, where Anthony Hopkins didn't really want to have any contact with Jodie Foster. Because uh, of his wanted, acting. Yeah, yeah because, because they wanted to be separated uh, yeah. so that when she saw him for the first time, she would have that kind of uh, intimidation by him. And, 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 and let's go a bit, talk about uh, Anthony Hopkins and his performance. 
Probably there's something in Hollywood called the, the under 20, 20 minutes uh, club. These are people that yeah. have won Academy Awards for performances below 20 minutes. And he's in the movie between 15, 16 minutes, something like that. Yeah, all in all, he's not all in, in it. it. He's not in it that much. But each second that he is on screen, he is so powerful and he pierces the screen. And this is why you think wow. he's in it longer than he yes. is in. Be, you know, when you think Silence of the Lambs, the first thing you think of is Anthony Hopkins. Yep. You don't think, jo I mean, with all respect and all her efforts for Jodie Foster, yeah. the first thing that comes up into your mind is, oh, Anthony Hopkins, what a great performance. And, and then you're like, wait, but he was only in the film for like 15 minutes. Yeah, and, and I sent you something yesterday, I believe, or today. Yeah, you did. He, he was voted number one on the American Film Institute number, number one villain. Mm -hmm. Again, he, he's there for 15 minutes, 15 minutes and he is he's terrifying yeah he, he has he, but the, the fun thing about Hannibal Lecter he's very classy and very soft so you, you want to be he's not intellectual typical, that's the thing he's not like, your typical yeah. villain he is a villain who is smart who is yeah. cultured who by all you know but by if, if all things were were done properly like he wouldn't be a villain yeah. like he would be someone who is a, a philanthropist you know like but um, he likes state people he's a cannibal Hannibal. Hannibal the, the cannibal. cannibal. But then again, they went and made the sequel, which was, in my opinion... Hannibal, you mean? Yep. Yeah. That was not very it good. It wasn't not great. I like... I, but I do Red like Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah, Red Dragon was actually quite I like quite Red good. Dragon a lot. I don't like Hannibal Rising. I think mm. that, that was also that was another mistake. Um, but in the universe, yep. which kind of links into what we're going to be talking about later, in the universe of the Hannibal Lecter saga, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, uh, the television series that was, that was made, um, I thought was very well done. I've, um, se I've seen the first season. It was very impressive. Uh, I've seen the first and uh, half of the second. Mm. I think it was on for three, right? I, I believe and so. And now there are talks that it's potentially getting uh, getting a final season mm. on Netflix or something along those lines. Um, but the, but the, um, it is a little different to get used to another Hannibal Lecter. Mm. It's a different, complete different take. Yeah, very different take. But the show is very, very well produced yeah. and very, very well made. No, definitely. And... and it's it's one of the back to Silence of the Lambs itself yeah. is one of the best I think thrillers ever made. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's a darn good film. Yeah, I mean, all in all, musically, cinematographically, uh, you know, cinematically in general, it's, it's and, a very and, very good film. And if I'm not mistaken, that last line uh, he tells Clarice, "I'm having an old friend for dinner." Mm. That that's just. Terrifying yeah. on so many levels. Because you know, because at that point yeah. you know what that means. And, and you see the guy, the FBI agent, walking down the plane, and wow, it, just a great film. Yeah, a fantastic great film. film. I was looking at the earlier today. I was I was kind of looking at like, like what's supposed to be coming out in the fall as far as TV. There's like fifty new shows. Yep. Like, man. So much, so much. Again, we talked about this previously. Yeah. So much to watch and so little time. And so little time. And then you look at you look at movie studios, you look at film studios, and they've got like like schedules for the next 20 years. They're popping movies left and right. I'm like, how can you plan for the next 20 years? Like, how can you guarantee that this is going to happen? How can you make a consistent product? How can you make a consistent film and, and pressure yourself? You know, like back in the day, you used to wait like two, three years for a sequel. Now you get the sequel the following year. Yeah. Yeah, I th 
I think that's some something that that's harmed some movies. For for example, to me, uh, I, uh, the, the first Transformers film is a film I, I highly enjoyed. Oh, I loved the first Transformers. But, but then it was very successful, and they wanted another one very quickly. And it, there was such a huge drop in the quality of the film and the the story itself. I think uh, this entire concept of like wanting to keep things trendy and uh, you know you don't want yeah. the buzz to die. I, I think what m the majority of people have forgotten is that when a product is good, we'll come back to it yeah. regardless of when you release it. Mission Impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, I mean, look at, let's even take it a step further. Mm -hmm. Look at how many people showed up for the return of Star Wars into the movie theater. Yeah. Look at how many people, look at how much money that film made with that giant gap between episode three and episode seven. Yeah. People were there because they love the franchise. We don't care when the film is released as long as you're releasing a good product. Like, I could give two craps. Yeah. If the film is released a year from now or two years from now, if the wait is worth it. You'll wait. Yeah. If you'll wait. You, you won't have a problem. You'll want to wait as long as the final product is amazing. And, and I think that's where... Uh, some TV shows are playing it very yep. smartly. Exactly. And very wisely. Exactly. So like Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, finished last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was season... It was season se seven, six. Six? Uh, seven? Seven. It was seven. season seven. And the next season comes out next year. So yeah. So that's like a year and a half, two almost, years. Yeah, it's almost two-year wait for the final season of Game of yeah, Thrones. But, but they, they wanted to make sure that the episodes were They wanted to do it right. Exactly. Yeah. And you have less episodes. You have, I think, seven or six episodes. Six episodes. Yeah. You have six episodes that um, are, 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 on uh, average, hour, they're an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's like six movies. Six movies, but they, yeah. But they want to take their time. They want to end it properly. They've done a great job so far with the series, with the mm -hmm. consistency. They could have definitely brushed everything, and we've had would be watching it, talking about games of game. Nah, Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. Okay. Talking about Game of Thrones today, but no, they want to really. I think, uh, reward the fans mm -hmm. properly. And the fans are waiting. They're not going to go anywhere. No, we're not. And what's strange is that with all this time in between, we haven't had any leaks. No. They've, this they, is what's crazy. I, I've been reading some things. The scripts are given on iPads and then are di directly deleted after. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, it's a very tight They've uh, got set. like six or seven different endings. I, I'm not sure if that's true. I read somewhere that, yes, there's six, seven endings. And then I read somewhere else that someone refuted that. There's only one ending. So I, I don't who know what, they, what they're doing. Yeah, but knows? they're doing it right. And I'm but happy. Yes, exactly. exactly. Be because when the time comes to fully enjoy the last season without any spoilers and whatnot right. and right. theories affected by things we've mm -hmm, read online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be good. And, and, and other series are, are doing the same. Stranger Things. Stranger Things is taking a, three. a break. Yeah, yeah. Until season three. Till next year. Mm -hmm. Westworld kind of did it. Yeah. They took almost a year off. So, so I think this is the right direction. This is the right thing to do. And I think movie studios should kind of learn from... Well, one of them is. Yeah. One of them is, uh, which is very interesting because uh, I was reading up on what's happening with Warner Brothers and specifically what's happening in the DCEU, or world. sorry, the worlds of DC. Um, and apparently the president of uh, the worlds of DC or whatever you want to call it, DC Studios, I guess, um, he was basically saying that what's going to happen now 
is they're going to be taking their time with the releases of the films. They're not going to promise the fans any specific date for any film up until that film is ready to be released. So they're wanting to ensure that good quality movies are going to be coming out of WB and, and the DC and the worlds of DC, um, which is a smart idea. It doesn't necessarily solve the confusion that's going on in their universe right mm -hmm. now, but it's a smarter plan. It's a more prudent Yeah, decision. it's a smarter plan. It's a prudent decision. So that way your slate isn't off the off the chain. Like the slate isn't so many so filled with movies that it's a little cray cray. Yeah, and but I don't want to be that guy. Then you look at the other end of the spectrum where you have Marvel, mm -hmm. which are promising you movies every Six months, mm -hmm. approximately, and, and they're doing a fantastic job, in my opinion. Yeah, but not. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're they're still decent films. But how much better would we have enjoyed? How much more would we have enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp if the villain was much better? If the film was much better? Like, you know what I mean? But, but I don't think it's a question of timing. It's a question of the film itself and the story itself. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Ant, Ant Man again is not the, the biggest character. This is the movie he's going to get. Very, very, yeah, very true. Uh, but again, like we've said on previous episodes, Marvel do have a strategy, do have a vision yeah, and that they're yeah. working on properly. Yeah. So it's like when you're a kid and you're writing your essay and you have that outline you have to mm -hmm, do before. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing. They're doing their homework. Uh, yeah, they properly. definitely have a, a, a very, um, a, 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 I mean, I, yeah, you could call him a visionary. Yeah. They have a visionary for the captain of Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige's just, he's a visionary. Yeah, absolutely. What he's done for his cinema I mean, like, I think this is, is this is something that, like, 10 years from now, mm -hmm. this is something that's going to be in the history books. Yeah. Like, you know, Kevin Feige and the MCEU and the MCU, MCU. and what they've done. Uh, this will be this will be in the in the in the books. Definitely, it'll be it'll be in the books. But w when you're having problems, I think in a studio, I don't think it's wrong to pause, take a breath. Take time between your franchises, your films. It's okay. Fans will come. Look at fans will <laughs> fans will go watch the, the movies as long as you provide them with good quality movies. The crappier the movies are becoming, they're losing fans. Oh yeah, and and I mean again, not to mention it again, but Lucasfilms kind of kind of got the raw end of that deal. Uh, with with what happened with Solo and what happened with Last Jedi and and the way the fans felt betrayed yeah. almost, um, but we're not gonna you know we don't want to be talking about Lucasfilms every single episode. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean I, I do agree. I think uh, I think studios need to start taking a breath and really looking at specifically for their franchises. I think. Uh, not necessarily their standalone films, but specifically for the franchises, I think taking a step back and ensuring that every film has what it takes to withstand competition, mm -hmm. to satisfy fans, to be true to the material that is there. I mean, specifically comic book films. I mean, man, you've got like thousands upon mm -hmm. thousands of resources to, to, to look into and to read into. You don't have to do that much work. Um, it's there. It's available. I think there's just too much pressure on making money, and yeah, they're they're kind of wasting and, and, the art and, form. And you don't forget the competition. Yeah. you know the constant competition. But, but you know, in Warner Brothers, I think who's doing it properly? Uh, the Harry Potter universe. Oh yeah, fantastic. When yeah, was the yeah, last yeah. Fantastic Beasts? Two, three two years, years ago. Yeah, two years. Twenty sixteen. Uh, the first uh, the first Fantastic Beasts came was out in twenty sixteen. So now they're taking their time. The second one yep, comes second out one now. Comes out this November. I, so. I, 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 I can't tell, but I assume it. It's going to be good. I mean, but if it's anywhere as good as the first one, then yeah, yeah it should be great. So they're taking their time. They're doing the story justice. They're doing the fans justice. Yeah. 
They're because, satisfying the fans. There's nothing worse than going with high expectations to a movie. Go buy that ticket. Go watch the movie and be disappointed with something you love. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. Yeah. So hopefully the final season of Game of Thrones won't disappoint us. I, I doubt. I mean... I mean, I have my hesitations, but I also hope that it doesn't. I hope that it, it's not six episodes of uh, White Walkers versus Humanity. I hope that they solve the White Walker issue within two episodes. Um, an episode also would be great. But um, I, I hope it's not six episodes of just White Walkers versus humans. I think there's too much story just to emphasize on White Walkers and humans. Yeah, but we're also living in a, in a, in a very blockbustery kind of time, so... Uh, but the strength of Game of Thrones was that it was also story based. It wasn't always. Yeah. Uh, there was the Battle of the Bastards in season five. Se- season six? no, six. season six was six. The Battle that, that of was the, that was the big, big, big yeah. battle. So they've they've had their one or two episodes mm-hmm. based on battles, mm-hmm. and the rest is always storytelling and developing. So yeah. I think yeah. I think so, they'll play it properly. Yeah. I think. So. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. Definitely, it, I'm excited that it's ending. Like like I said yeah. the last time, like I'm happy it's getting a proper ending and we're gonna hopefully get some time before we get the prequel series mm-hmm. so we we kind <clears> of <throat> excuse me we kind of teased this in in the first segment of the show we were talking about the uh, you know movie or, or if you want cinematic universes um you know when we talked about hannibal uh hannibal lecter and hannibal the series and sounds of the lambs etc cetera, etc cetera. um but are, are are we getting to a point where cinematic universes are a little too much yeah i think so I think everything is a cinematic universe. It's becoming now. like a weird, like a gimmick now. It's it's almost like you know when three D movies were like, ooh, we need to make a three D movie. Now it's, a, it's like we need to build a universe. It's a thing, you know. If you you're not having your universe, you're not a la mode. Yeah, it's you're like, like you're you out, know, you're an like, outcast. You're like, ugh, it's it's so trendy. Let's build a universe. Um, so now you've got okay. So you've got we've got the got the Star Wars universe. We've got DC. We've got Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Um, but then after that, you have a lot of universes popping left and right. Popping left and right, and then not all are succeeding no, either. No, um, Some of them are doing it the right way, and then others Those are just are, like, blah, falling apart. Yeah, like um, The Mummy with the Yeah, the Tom dark C- universe, yeah, Universal's was, dark universe. It's supposed to be The Mummy, then Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and right, uh, Invisible Man. Right, with Russell Crowe and Invisible Man with Johnny Depp, and they had a whole bunch of different yeah. plans. Um, and I think Angelina Jolie was attached to something. She was supposed to be like Bride of Frankenstein or something. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. But Anyway, but, they had like a big plan to bring in all their horror characters together and blah, blah, blah. But after the, the what the crap the was that? Beautiful film of the last mummy. year. Mummy. I don't mm-hmm. understand anything that happened in that film. That I was, was just like, first off, okay, you cannot top Emotep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As as a villain yeah. for that series, that's number one. Number two. Number two. I think Tom I Cruise, your Ethan Hunt, stop it! Stop trying to be something you're not. You're either you're either um, um, Maverick or Ethan Hunt. Let's just put it there. Or Jerry Maguire. But none of these three characters actually work as the Mummy. So no, 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 no. And. There's a number three, or do you have a number three? Do you three? have a number three? Well, I, I do, because I love the old mummy with Brendan Fraser. Yes. And, and to me, he, he put, like, so much humor and, and charisma and action in that movie. Because it wasn't supposed to be anything that... It was supposed to be a fun adventure. It wasn't supposed to be, like, this, like... Universe. You know, yeah, with, with, the, with the film ending, Tom Cruise's character now is... 
A mummy like slash Like half mummy? Like human? a demi-mummy? Yeah. Like, is that even a thing? A demi-mummy? A demi. Yeah, like demi as in yeah, like yeah, half. Yeah, no, demi A demi... Okay. I, yeah, it just didn't work. I think they were taking this... I, I think they took it too seriously, yeah, I think. No, no. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a good movie, and I think... Thank God they didn't proceed. I mean, I remember the that, subtitle you know. for for my review was "Some monsters should stay six feet should stay buried six feet under." <laughs> they should, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so you've got you know the Universal's Dark Universe failed. That didn't work. But now you've got the Godzilla verse. Yeah, with King Kong and uh, with, Godzilla. Uh, it started with Kong Skull Island. No, nope, it start. I think it started with the first Godzilla then. King Kong, the Skull Godzilla Island. with uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, I still have to see that. I haven't seen that. Okay, so then it was. No. It started with that Godzilla, yep. and then we you got Kong Skull Island, and then now you which have. actually I didn't mind. I actually enjoyed it was, that movie. Uh, compared to Godzilla. It's it's much better. Yeah, uh, cinematographically very interesting as well. And now you've got Godzilla King of the Monsters, and there's like I don't know how many monsters. Did you see that SDCC trailer? That was that was a weird trailer. It, it was applauded by a lot of people, and it was really liked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure for anybody that's a fan of that fran, I mean, the 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 Godzilla verse franchise, yeah. whatever. But again, Monster Universe. I mean, look, we're gonna be. Talking but I mean, about if, they, if they put them all in one film, how much more can they do after that? Maybe there's gonna be one that has his own that comes from the sea, and you'll have the sea universe like Aquaman. And maybe someone from space. What I, I want to understand is know. why is Eleven in this film? Because she was basically doing exactly the same thing she did as Eleven. She wasn't shooting uh, Stranger Things. She had nothing to do. <laughs> but I mean, did you see her in the trailer? I literally thought I was like, "Wait, is this is this Godzilla? Or is this the underground uh, uh, or the, uh, under, the upside upside the upside down. down? It could be the upside Godzilla. Anyway." Uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, we're gonna be talking about a few other universes. Uh, but but I think Hollywood is lacking originality. Yeah, and, and uh, they're and going. They're playing it safe because they want a guaranteed yeah. audience. So they're just sticking to one to one storyline and they're building on it. But that I, doesn't always work. No, and I'm so happy when they come up with like a new concept or a new idea or or they or, or I'm okay with them creating universes, but from uh, nothing based on uh, comic books or. Um, yeah, build series. something new. Build for, for, something new. For example, uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's... Uh, yes. That's that's for him, his creation. So he yeah. started with Unbreakable. Well, does it really count as a universe, though? But it, It's just, it seem, it's like a trilogy. Well, it is, but it's kind of like his own world, and I, I don't know yeah, what might happen. Yes. Yeah, because they're all interconnected. Yeah, yeah, so you, the first you really movie, don't know what's Unbreakable was that. a movie on its own, and then... So was Split, and then have, did you end up watching Split? No, I still haven't. Okay, but okay, so I'm not going to spoil it. But there's a link, obviously, uh -huh. and now they're doing they're uh, interlinked again glass, with Glass, glass yeah. which will be released next year. Uh -huh. And I think it's nice because he's creating his own um, his his own brand, his own universe, his own world, and I'm actually curious. His own to ship see, in a bottle, almost. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> and I'm curious to see how that's going to work because the first movie worked very well, the second movie worked very well. I see the link between them. But was I, Split directed by Shyamalan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was they're directed? All, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. They're all Shyamalan movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually quite excited to see what he's going to do with that. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess I love the MCU and I love uh, uh, Star Wars, uh, the universe. But, I mean, guys, kind of give us a break and... 
But that's the thing. We're not enjoying these things yeah. anymore because they're constantly there. We're, we're, we're getting to the point where we're going to be taking them for granted. It's like, oh, yeah, another MCU film or, oh, yeah, another DC film or, oh, yeah, another Star Wars yeah. film. And that, well, you don't want that. As a fan, you don't want that. You want there to be a... Um, like a like a hype when yeah. a movie's gonna come out. Like look how excited we were when Mission Impossible yes. Fallout was announced. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, a new a new Mission Impossible film. Same thing with James Bond. Like mm-hmm. it's not every year you're getting a Bond film. Absolutely. Thank the Lord. You know, the uh, Born. It was almost the same thing. Now there's like four Born films there's with Matt spin- Damon. When they did the spinoff with. They tried to do the spinoff that didn't work, but they re-brought Jason yeah. Bourne back in with Jason Bourne. Uh, I'm hoping that they do another one because I kind of mm-hmm. liked the the setup in the new Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, this is it, right? This is when you do it right, you take your time so that way you learn from what came before, you listen to fans maybe, you have time to re-strategize, think of something new. Um, you know, uh, uh, now now everything, never, you know, aside from Godzilla, you've got the Hasbro, yeah. a rumored Hasbro universe with the Transformers and the G.I. Joe and all of them. So great. So it's like Small Soldiers, the home game. And I was today. I was reading. Uh, there's a Kingsman universe. They're thinking on, of expanding. Oh no! The the, the Matthew Vaughn. Uh, yeah. He, he has a company. I mean, but the sequel Ma- wasn't that good no, compared but, to the first one. No, but he wants to do the American ones with Channing Tatum, and then he wants to do uh, the British one, and then he wants to do a prequel of when uh, Colin Firth's character was younger. And he wants to do that as in a six or eight uh, miniseries episode. So it's... Uh, okay, how about Matthew Vaughn focus on one thing, which is the Batman film that he's supposed to be directing for DC? Is he? Or is it Matt Reeves? Oh, is it Matt Reeves? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, the okay. Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Yep. Interesting. That's right. Which we don't know if Ben Affleck is involved in or not, because... Thing. It's supposed to be a younger Bruce, but I don't know if it's like Ben Affleck flashbacking to a younger Bruce. I, I don't know if they know what they're doing. Well, yeah. Well, neither do Lucasfilms, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now you, on top of all that, you've got, uh, you know, you've got, uh, um, what is it? Like TV spinoffs mm-hmm. of movies. So we got that with the Sarah Connor Chronicles back yep. in the day with, with uh, the Terminator. Um, we, uh, you know, you've got the Star Wars animated shows. Mm-hmm. You're getting, we're getting a live action one in a, you know, a couple of years from now, we're getting a live action Star Wars uh, show. Marvel has their own TV shows. DC now has Titans coming out. Oy. Like, how do you keep up with all this uh, stuff? Uh, it's, it's just getting more and more confusing. There's more timelines to follow. There's more things to watch. It's, they're making they, they're making it very hard. Very complicated, very yeah. hard. And it's like, well, if if we want to be following up with everybody, like we have to stop working. We, yeah, we have to <laughs> you know, like, stay home and watch. Stay home and watch stuff. Watch, and, and watch, that, watch. That's, it's, it, you can't do that. Like you really, you really can't do that. Um, but on that note, since we're talking about, and I know it's a little hypocritical of us of, of saying this and, and talking about this. What franchises do you think deserve uh, to be explored even more with a universe? Okay, I think you might... I don't know how that would work, but and I think you might kill me for, for saying this. I don't know why I would love to see a Planet of the Apes means Jurassic Park. Oh, no. 
I think that would like be like a movie crossover. <laughs> it would be like from one studio to another and oh, that crossover. No. Well, actually, it wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, it would be. Because I don't think, it's Universal yeah. and, and 20th Century yeah, slash Disney. I think that that would be 20th Century Disney. 20th, yeah, yeah, 20th Century Disney. Uh, I don't know. How, how, how about you? That's. I mean, I would love for the Planet of the Apes to be explored more, personally. Like, I, that I, was one of the things that I actually wouldn't mind seeing. I would love to see more Planet of the Apes films up to the level and quality of the ones that came before. Done. So, like, Pl Rise, Dawn, and War. Yeah. Uh, you know, keep us within that caliber, and I'm, I'm yours. Uh, I don't care if it's, a, if it's a Netflix show. I don't care if it's another trilogy set in that world. Um, but what you've established is something that's so good that I would love to get the opportunity to spend more time in it, mm. uh, personally. Um, I, I was happy with the way it ended, though, personally. Like, uh, if they stop making Planet yeah. of the Apes movies... I mean, if you I'm, heard Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves said, if down the line we mm. decide we want to come back and revisit that world, there are so many more stories that we want to tell. Because apparently he does, he did, while they were writing War for the Planet of the Apes, They did come up with a lot of ideas, mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, not now, later, not yeah. now, later. So there is a vision. The vision is still there, and I wouldn't mind it if it was up to par. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's my two cents. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. I, I really could care less about yeah, any I, other... Yeah, I don't, I don't really want a lot of franchises to... I don't want them to do this. I want new content. I want yeah. new ideas. They're, they're going to come up. With Fight Club, the musical, the prequel. Yeah, no, I don't, just, just, yeah. There's a Fast and Furious live show. I, I don't know what... A the, live show? There's, yeah, where cars, you, you, you go, you watch it. It's not a musical. It's not a play. Oh, yeah, that's car. at the, uh, it's at the, like, the, the park. It's, it's at, the, at yeah, a theme park. Yeah, but that's like, yeah. just come up with, 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 with yeah. new material, do new things. There, there are a lot of TV, cr uh, 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 not crossovers, but things that nicely evolved from TV shows that I like that worked, like Frasier... Yeah, like yeah. Uh, spinoffs on TV. Spin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes a spinoff can work, mm -hmm. but but for the right reason. And someone sometimes so like the tales. like you said, Frasier from Cheers. That was a yeah. really good evolution. Uh, Mork from uh, Mork appears on Happy Days uh -huh. uh, with Fonzie, uh -huh. and, and then, then he has Mork and Mindy, which Nanu, is Nanu. which is such an iconic show. Yeah. But then again, it doesn't always work. Like you have Joey from yeah. Friends alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about this because Joey doesn't function without everyone else. Right, right. And, you and broke up an ensemble. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you tried to focus on a character that actually needs the other characters to work, um, and that you know you, you can't do that. I think for a while they were talking about doing like a How I Met Your Mother spinoff, and I think that's fallen apart. There's How I Met Your Father. Yeah, it was going yeah. to be like How I Met Your Father. So that's no longer in the works. I don't no. think it's not working. Um, a, a, a new spinoff that actually is working, and a lot of fans love it, is the uh, Young Sheldon. Mm -hmm. uh, which is the show about Sheldon as a, a as a kid yeah. um, uh, from the Big Bang Theory. But the reason why that works is because it's not a sitcom. Like, it's not shot like yeah. uh, The Big Bang Theory. It's actually done in a completely different kind of narrative. And I think um, it's completely different characters, as, a, as in actors. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's a different cast. Yeah, That's the, but I mean, it's spinned off of absolutely, uh, yeah. um, uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, what other spinoffs are there that, that we know of? Um, well, there's going to be a bunch of them coming out l later. You know, the prequel series to Game of Thrones. Yes. That's going to be a spinoff. Um, and then the, the Lord of the Rings, but based yeah, on... Yeah, Lord movie, of the Rings is going to be... Yeah, but it is technically still a spinoff of the films or the books. Hannibal or was a spinoff, as we Hannibal said earlier. Hannibal was a spinoff. Bates Motel was a spinoff. 
which I loved. Yeah, it was uh, th- that, that, w- that was, I think, done right. Yeah, absolutely, because the casting of Freddie Highmore, oh man, did mm-hmm. he channel uh, a proper Norman Bates. There's something you, you talked to me about the other day, the Chicago trilogy. Yes, yes. So Chicago Fire, it started with Chicago Fire, yep. but then Dick Wolf, who was the, is the mm-hmm. creator of Law & Order, Law & Order, SB, SVU, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Dick Wolf created Chicago PD after Chicago Fire, and then they added Med, which is the medical part. So you've got like the fire department, the police department, and the hospital in Chicago. They tried adding one more because technically he said there are five. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, there's supposed to be five of the Chicago shows, um, but we never got to the fifth because the fourth one failed, which was Chicago Justice, which is all the lawyers and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just didn't capture the audience. And I also think it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Like, we already have to juggle between the three Chicagos. Now you're adding another, and you want to add one more on top of that? No. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica. Galactica. Battlestar Galactica also had a spinoff that didn't work. It was called Caprica. Mm. And then they were trying to do another one with uh, Blood and Chrome, which was about the father in Battlestar Galactica, his younger years. That also did not work. Star Trek has a bunch of um, mm-hmm. uh, TV shows and... Uh, Boston Legal is a spinoff from... Of The Practice. Uh, yeah. But see, that was done right because was, Boston Legal was a completely different mood. It was mm-hmm. a completely different tone. This one was way more exaggerated and funny and uh, it had its dramatics, but it was more on the humor side. The Practice is just law. <laughs> I mean, it's heavy. Okay, so let's uh, jump right into the final segment. Uh, script to screen recommendations. It's where uh, Had and I choose either a film, a TV show, or a score to recommend for you every single week. Hopefully, you are accessing those recommendations on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, and on our website, which is getting revamped. Oh, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and recommend your recommendation okay so i know uh, we said we're not going to be recommending a movie this week so i'm going to kind of cheat a bit because yeah, our initial uh yeah topic i'm gonna was, I'm, I'm gonna cheat too so okay but mine is actually two things it's a soundtrack and it's a movie oh okay okay it's uh, the blues brothers the original one with nice. uh, john john belushi and uh dan Aykroyd. Mm. and it is such a f- it's a movie that initially failed at the box office and then grew with cult yeah cult uh, classic cu- it became a cult classic with time with with all the amazing songs with with such a huge uh, cast of artists like Ray Charles, like uh, Cab Calloway, James Brown, Aretha Franklin. Carrie Fisher has a role in that movie. Nice. And it it, it is a really fun movie, and, and, and it makes you want to dance and move all the time. And there's these incredible uh, action scenes where cars keep on piling on top of each other, uh, police cars. And, and it, it's a fun movie. And the chemistry between Dan Aykroyd and... Uh, uh, I think I said John should be Jim. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, sorry yeah. about that. But is just impeccable. They tried to do another one in 2000, and, and, uh, Blues Brothers 2000, mm-hmm. and that didn't really work with John Goodman and Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd mm-hmm. because Jim Belushi had passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but this is a fun movie. This is, uh, they're on a mission from God to save a, a, their orphanage where they grew up. And along the way, they want to get the band together and they get these artists to help them play it's a fun movie. It's it's such a good movie. And the soundtrack itself, I mean, you have Ray Charles, you have James Brown again, Aretha Franklin. You cannot That's I mean, that's no, a that's a that's a great uh that's a great ensemble of uh, that's, a, that's a great soundtrack and I'm sure that's I mean, it, it works well to 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 not to, I mean to uh what do you call it? To um um 
to the. No, movie. you were right. It's John Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah, it's Jim. It is. Jim is the yeah the the, the other brother. According to Jim, he has yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah. Belushi. John Belushi. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a that's a. I, I like that you combine them both. Yeah, because so that'll be interesting for us to post a yeah. little bit of you know. As for me, um, I'm going to be recommending something that I'm probably gonna be sh- shot at. No, you won't be shot at. Um, but uh, so because I'm I'm going through this this very interesting thing right now where I'm going back and watching a lot of the films that I hated when they first came out um, and giving them another. Another chance, kind of watching them again, and I decided to tackle DCEU films as a start. Um, and so, I a couple of weeks ago, if you actually not a couple of weeks ago, this uh, week, this week, literally this week, uh, if you follow me on social media, you probably saw my post. I started with Man of Steel, which came out in 2013, which at the time I absolutely despised. I could not stand it. I was very disappointed with the film. I was like, this isn't Superman, yada yada yada. I watched it again earlier this week, and I was um, literally brought to tears in two scenes. Uh, it connected with me on a completely different level. Um, I don't know what it was the first time that I hated it. I don't know what it was this time that I liked it. All I know is I uh, um, wanted to publish my review on Nahar and they wouldn't let me because it's an old film, so I pub- published it on my blog. It's the longest review I've ever written, period. It's like a thousand and some words. <laughs> that is how much I felt like this film is very misunderstood. And uh, that's what I called my, my review, a misunderstood film about a misunderstood hero. Um, so I'm not going to waste too much time. If you want to read the review, it's on my Medium, it's on my blog, it's on the website. You can go to my website, click blog, and you'll get to it. Um, but I think, it's, uh, I think a lot of people need to give this film another chance. I think what Zack Snyder was doing is way ahead of his time. Um, because he was trying to give us a very philosophical superhero film, which a lot of us don't want to go see. Uh, we want to see a superhero film either a la Christopher Nolan or a la Marvel and not something that's going to need us to really be focusing on not just what is being said, but the images and how they're being placed next to each other and, and all that stuff. Um, not to mention that they are darker uh, superhero films. I would I would even argue that they're a little darker, that Man of Steel is a little darker than the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. uh, to a certain degree. So that is what my recommendation is going to be. I'm not going to, we can't open a debate right no, no, now, no, but no, I'm not, just going to say this one right thing now. I like. Okay. I like the fact that sometimes people can go back, watch a movie yeah. and have a different opinion on it, yeah. whether good or bad, but th- that's the nice thing I like yeah. about that. So. We'll have this debate on, yeah. a, on, a, on, a, on a later episode, I'm sure. Um, but my review is available, so you can check it out. That's my review for this for this week. Oh, and I, I, you know what? I'm, I'll do what you did, and I'll recommend the score as well. All right, uh, that works. So we'll both recommend a movie and a score. Uh, really quick, what is uh, playing in the movie theater this uh, yep, this, this week. week? Yeah, so you have uh, Teen Titans Go, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, The Darkest Minds, Mission Impossible 6, Ashram, uh, Ocean's 8 is still out there uh, okay. and a bunch of other movies, okay. but those are the main ones. Cool. So uh, what you should be looking for next week is Billionaire Boys Club, The Meg, The Catcher Was a Spy, as well as an action comedy uh, or a, dra- a comedy drama called Blind Spotting. Uh, that's basically it. Summer is actually dwindling down now post uh, Mission Impossible. I don't think we have any any bigger films coming out, like huge Films no. coming out this summer. I think uh, uh, cinema's taking a rest up until the fall. That's when a lot of the bigger stuff start coming out. So, 
If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Alan Mahana, uh, basically on Instagram, and Had. Had.solo. Make sure you check out our uh, brand new revamped website, www.script2screenpod.com, uh, to stay up to date with all of our news and all of our recommendations. Make sure you also follow Script to Screen on Facebook. And listen to us live next week, same time, same place. Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you go watch movies and give movies a second chance. Yes, why not? Why not? Why not do that? Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. <laughs> uh, that might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. for brand new episodes of Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard. <laughs>